John wanting to go deep. And he's got him! Jamison Williams eating up the yardage again. 81-yard reception. Here's a big hole. Look out, he is gone! Travion Henderson. And hand of Reese Hall. Reese Hall! Welcome back to the Burning the Red Shirt podcast, episode 13. I'm your host, Zach Tao. I have with me Andrew Katz and Chris K. as always. Um, how are you guys doing? Good. This is episode 013. Uh, right. Much. Right. The, the obvious right. conclusion being that we're making it somewhere above 100, but below 1,000. My contract right. ends at 99. Thank you very much. And then we have to <laughs> re-up it. So it's not a guarantee. Okay, well, we've got plenty of episodes to do until we have to discuss contracts. So, <clears throat> all right, let's lead off with Jordan Addison. Yeah, the, the whole transfer saga is still up in the air. Um, he's teasing everybody until he eventually picks Alabama. But what do you guys think about his recent visit to Texas? Did think- I make a joke last time about this being the episode that we talk about, Roe, or... <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into that. Oh no. oh no, I'm not smart enough for that one, man. I'm obvious enough, the, but I'm not smart enough. Want, though. Is no. it? I think this one's funny because, like, to me, Addison is changing rules in college football. Yeah, right. Like the NLI stuff. Now all of a sudden, NCA is like, wait a second, like we're gonna start doing this and that. You know who it reminds me of? Kenny Pickett. Game changing, rule changing, with his sliding thing that he Dude, did last year. Forever. What's up with Pitt guys? Just changing the rules of college football. <laughs> They're just trendsetters. There's a special place in my heart for players who do something, and the the league feels the need to change the rules because of them. Like when the NFL changed the rule with about Trent Richardson. When how he used to lower his head into players all the time. Yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. And then his career went downhill. <laughs> Um, never it is, the best part about it is like other guys have transferred other guys have like made moves then jordan addison like the noise happens and yeah. ncaa is like wait a second like that's like game changing it's like that's pretty awesome like you're that good that the NCAA is like, wait a second, it, like we gotta stop this. well is it that or was it the fact that the rumor was that he was offered three million in a house at USC that kind of said, whoa, wait legendary, a legendary, <laughs> legend. What's funny is like Lincoln Riley is getting what, like 12 or 15 million in a house. Like he's getting 3 million. In a house? That's not bad. Yeah. And then you're going to get even more next year when you go pro. You think he's going to USC though? No. Where do you think Texas? <laughs> I think everybody's pointing Texas. Yeah. Everybody else is smarter than me. I'm going to say smoke Texas. Screen. It's a smokescreen, guys. Texas, yeah. Everybody yeah. wants to drive down the value of Gary Bryant and Taj Washington, and that's what's happening right now. <laughs> what do you? But from a fantasy perspective, if he goes to Texas, what? Do, how do you think it plays out? Pretty bad. Yeah, you don't because th- that's one possibility. Right. What's Another the, is that it's Ohio State 2.0, where everybody eats. With uh, yeah, I mean, like, is it possible? Very yes, that yeah. it could be Ohio State 2.0, right? But yeah. like. I mean, Worthy is amazing, right? The thing is, yeah. if I'm a Worthy 
if I have Worthy on my team, why would I want Addison to right. join Texas? Like, there's no benefit. Like, there's no best case to that. Like, well, it doesn't be- improve. Best anything. case is what Andrew just said. Is that? But every- like, Worthy's going to do that regardless. Yeah. Anyway, right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think if I'm Addison, if I have Addison in my teams, I don't want that either because I can go to USC, clear one. I go to Bama. In my opinion, clear one. So it's not great. And I think, you know, you talked of like Josh and like Mike Bainbridge and all those guys, like the second receiver for, you know, those that that Texas offense, you know, based on the offensive coordinator and all that stuff, like is not a great spot. And those guys are smart enough where like, I don't think it's it's great. I don't I would have rather avoid it from either of those guys. Yeah, I think I would agree that Worthy's like the clear candidate for if Addison goes there, he's the, him and Nair are like the two most negatively affected, right? But I mean, Bijan's probably not. It doesn't really negatively impact him, and you were and Quinn's just going to go nuclear. Obviously, I was so ready. Like I was totally out on Addison this year at the price when he was at Pitt, and now it's no matter what where he goes of all the options that are kind of in play. Like there, he's going to, he's like, he's vaulting easily into the first round at any of those three places. Yeah. We yeah. saw him go first round in the best ball. We just did. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And I, that was probably a little bit higher than I would have done. I would have probably put him at like the 11, 12, 13, 14th pick type spot. Yeah. But, and like compared to where he was probably around 18 to 24 type. But I mean, it's hard. It's it's hard not to love Addison, skill wise. Yeah, I think he would have been fine at Pitt. No, he I, was gonna bust. I think. <laughs> you think? I, I'm. I was pretty. I I convinced myself that he was gonna bust relative to the second round picks that is at if he stayed at Pitt this year. See, he's doing us all a favor. I mean, he's bailing out his owners who drafted him in the second round in previous drafts. Is what he's doing. So good for him and good for them. Yeah. So the final verdict is you think you think Texas, right, Chris? Yeah, I'll I'll go Texas. I would like it to be something else because it's more fun that way. I'll stick to USA. But you know what? I'll stick to Bama. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. Stick to what? Yeah. Stick to Bama. Hey, how are you going to go to USC? You're right. You're right. I'll take USC then. How's that? Okay. (laughs) All right. Um. Chris, did you have something to say about Brew McCoy today? I mean, nothing I've already not said. <laughs> no, we'll do the full I mean, brew, we'll do the full brew episode in a couple weeks. Yeah, I don't think we need to spend too much time on brew. I think the funny thing for me, and I've said this to you guys in chat, is that I get the fact that he has not played in a year. But oh my dog is going insane out there. But <laughs> He, he he hasn't played a year. He's like literally 20 or 21, right? Like he will be okay. We're not talking about like Tim Tebow going to play back to play baseball or something, you know, like he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like he's a, an extreme athlete, four or five star. Like, what are we that all concerned about? Right? Like until you can tell me a player that's going to overtake him at Tennessee, give me Jalen Robinson per Andrew sources. Right. Uh, then I'm not concerned about it. Like, I don't know why people are hating on Brew 
I got him in the 20th round of a best ball. That feels like an amazing spot for him. I overdrafted him the first time. I was also very excited the first time. Okay. <laughs> so I just don't understand why people are that upset about it. I mean, or that like thinking it's that crazy. I mean, Andrew, am I out of my mind here? Like, what is what's the negative to brew right now besides he didn't play last year, which is like something every red shirt player ever has done. Oh. He might not play this year. It's fine. It's the 20th <laughs> round. I mean, we're all gonna no, lose. We're all gonna lose guys. For various reasons in the 20 some odd 20 some odd round right they're gonna lose their starting jobs they're gonna we're gonna lose them to injury weird stuff transfers out i'm sure there's more of that coming so i mean if at that point in the draft especially weighing something that you feel confident in more than just gravitating toward any other forces that are pulling you to a player i'm all for it i mean people were picking Tanner Mordecai and Preston Stone in like literally back to back rounds, like yeah. 11, 12, 9, yeah. 10, 10, 11. Like, what's the difference? You know, like that's yeah. not that big of a difference. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. All right. We'll end that with the brew talk there. Um, for now. <laughs> right. For now. Um, one of the bigger transfers, uh, potential transfers, Quincy Patterson, quarterback from North Dakota State. One, where do we think he goes? Is that his first school? Is that his original school? Oh no, Quincy Patterson, Virginia Tech, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're just playing with me, man. You just yeah, with me. yeah. That was a test. Quincy has a, a a big place in my heart because he, which is a great, by the way, great transition, Zach. You're just amazing. Changed NCAA rules. We <laughs> no longer have. Unlimited overtimes because of Quincy Patterson. Because Quincy Patterson was the quarterback against the UNC that Virginia Tech went like eight overtimes. I'm pretty positive, if I remember correctly. And nowadays, we just play two-point conversions. Right. Changing like, rules because of Quincy Patterson. You you think that Quincy has a bigger part in that story than the Burrow throwing up on the sidelines against a and I do. I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about a bigger player in college football. Yes. Quincy I don't Patterson. remember that game. I'll believe you, though. I remember it because I had Hendon Hooker in a ton of lineups, and he got hurt really early, and then Quincy Patterson comes in and runs for, like, three touchdowns. That's why. Even, even bef- like It was, like, two touchdowns rushing in 100-plus yards before overtime, and then they won, like, seven overtimes. <laughs> Did you guys win? Like, uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. It was against UNC. I know it went like seven, eight overtimes, and it was insane game. But then that's what kind of prompted the role change of, you know, just another disgusting higher up decision by the by yeah. the NCAA compromising the gameplay. I don't. By the way, I don't think Quincy Patterson. I'm like, who who knows where he goes? He went Virginia Tech to North Dakota yeah. State. He really was a pretty below average average passer. I think he was like 58% passing, like eight touchdowns, four interceptions. But 54, six TDs, four interceptions. Pretty good, Chris. Well, like pretty that. darn good. Go ahead. No. He's He was like literally a runner, right? Mm-hmm. But I said something to Nate today. I was like, and part of it was joking because like I wasn't, I'm 10 of 10 intrigued just because it's Quincy Patterson, but I'm not like I don't like he could very easily transfer to some crazy FCS school. 
Um, but like, why can't he just go to like Kansas State? Like right. Skyler Thompson, like throws the football like a shot put, right? Like just yeah. like Quincy, like why can't Quincy Patterson go there, right? Like Adrian Martinez was an actual thing at Nebraska. Like, <laughs> why is Quincy yeah. Patterson different? And that was my point. So I think if he goes to the right spot, right, like he could be a very relevant fantasy player, not a good quarterback. It's like kind of the opposite, right? Like, like a Georgia good- Southern. Give me a good spot to be a good college fantasy quarterback. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. Nice. All right. Let me see. Oh, um, I want to talk about this one because Andrew's big on Cameron Ward, quarterback from Incarnate Word. Um, what, what makes you think that? Because we've talked about it on the pod before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but anyway – his one of his top receivers transfers with him yeah. to Washington State. Robert Farrell. How do do we rate him? Does he does he move up to the top of their receiving uh, room, or is he just kind of just another guy? My research is about five minutes on his ESPN page, but I mean, oh. the, dude, the dude's five yeah. nine, one seventy, and he had. Don't I mean, say he, it. Three games with 100 yards, I think, in that in that system. I mean, yeah, it all aggregated to him being the number two receiver. But I mean, yeah. I I, th- I don't think that if I don't think it's fair to try and hypothesize that we're he's about to be the Jared Stearns right of this offense. Um, right. May, yeah, maybe take a LA round flyer. Wazoo definitely has could use at minimum wide receiver depth and there's not really that much in the way of stopping him from ascending to a starting spot. I thought it was weird. I read an article on there on their receiver room recently and I thought it was weird that the the coaches are still using the term slot backs when speaking about the inside receivers. Like slot backs yeah. to me is a term that applies specifically when talking about the run and shoot and that the, like Rolo and friends are, are they're like at Rolo's gone. Most of the, not all the coaches are gone, but like the idea was you brought in this air raid offense and just kind of put it down and, and it's supposed to be plug and play, but we're still using run and shoot t- terminology to describe facets of this offense, which is interesting. I think, I mean, if, but so if, we are supposed to think of inside receivers being slot backs um, and de- separating them from outside receivers. Like Lincoln Victor, I think is going to definitely be one of the inside receivers and maybe Farrell is the other one. Right. And then Stribling's on the outside and Ollie um, is probably the other outside receiver. So you could probably, you can make an argument easily enough. Those are start four starting receivers. They're going to probably throw the ball around a ton this season. Um, I don't think that necessarily you can conclude too definitively, though, that Farrell's going to be anything higher than like two or three on that on the the, the depth chart, that pecking order. Um, But hey, maybe Ward just wants to hit him all day because he's got that rapport with him. It'll be interesting. I'm sorry, Zach. Go ahead. I was going to say I don't think it can hurt that you have a yeah. guy coming in that you've got chemistry with it, like immediately. Yeah. And, and I told you, don't say it, but like, is he, I haven't watched any videos or anything. Like you said, he's five, nine, 170. Like 
is I just immediately think he's just like the the slot receiver that we all know in the NFL. Don't say it. The Patriots usually usually <laughs> have him. And Wes Welker. <laughs> Edelman's. Yeah. But you you know what I'm talking like that's where my mind goes. And maybe that's just stereotyping and it's not fair. But dude, we have we have Jared Stearns to gravitate toward now. We don't need to do that easy cop out like the stuff that all those no, I'm just, nerds on the NFL side do. But when you look at his numbers, he had 74 receptions for 815 yards. Right. He's not really stretching the field in any kind of way. Yeah. So yeah, and again, targets probably real low too. And I haven't watched any 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 film or anything, so my mind immediately goes to those quick six to eight yard, quick hitches, outs, whatever, and moving the chains. Like that's what I'm looking at. But that's good in PPR if you've got a guy that's going to catch eight to ten balls every week. I mean, if you throw it fifty times, right, and he's getting twenty percent of targets, you're looking at. 10. 10 targets that stuff is like pretty simple and they're high percentage targets yeah too. right so like seven catches for 70 yards and you know usually right like that type of guy yeah. is going to be targeted around the end zone like i mean like yeah. usually that's not an end zone target in a real offense but like in a offense like that that throws it 50 times you're probably going to get something around the end zone i don't have anything groundbreaking to say about it but i will say if you are a fan of Cameron Ward, you 100% need to take a guy like him. Yeah. Like, he does not be successful without one of his receivers. Like, you have to take one of them. And, like, they're not expensive enough where you you can say, well, you know, like, I'm not going to over – like, no, no, no. Like, you're going to be able to take these guys fairly mid to late. I was taking Especially- Ollie for a while, but – I feel like I just can't find enough and enough information and form enough of uh, enough of like a, an information-based opinion on why he's going to be a real asset in fantasy at this at this point. If we had to guess, I need a response from everybody. Are we talking when it comes to Cameron Ward? Let's say because I think that like that's where it all stems, right? Like he's this guy right here, Robert Farrell's nothing if Ward stinks. So are yeah. we thinking everybody give it right here? Ward, is he good or is he bad this year? I think I he'll be good. good. I think he'll be bad. If I yeah. had to mm. guess, bad. Mm. You don't think this guy right here that we've watching these videos on helps him in any way? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we're talking he looks so much word. smaller than I even thought he would. We're talking incarnate word. I'm sorry. Like, there's a lot of there's a big difference, right? Like, the thing is, right? Like, Incarnate Word is a program that's like 10 years old, 15 years old. We're not talking about a program that's been here forever, like a Sam Houston State, something that's like big time, right? Like yeah. Jacksonville State. This is like a program that's new, and like props to them for having guys that are like wanted at the FBS level. But if I'm gonna put money on one or the other, I'm gonna pick. I'm going to pick dud, not stud. That's fair. Oh, we said it at the same time. Nice. Um, all right. I just wanted to kind of test out a video on the, the live thing here. It looks pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's smooth. Yeah, it's not too bad. Look, he has return ability. He's electric, guys. Look at that. 
All right. Um, we'll cut that one out. So, um, was one more transfer. Oh, um, South Florida getting the Baylor transfer quarterback, Gary Bahannon. Um, I, I had him in our dynasty, the one that we're all three in. And I held him for like two years. He never did anything. And of course, as soon as I, I let him go, I, I, I finally cut bait and he now becomes something relevant. So do you think, I mean, I think it's a good move for him to go to South Florida somewhere where he can thrive, I guess. But what do you guys think? I thought last year that he surprised me with how composed he was as a passer and how controlled he was uh, as a passer, like just based on what I, what I feel like the limited exposure that we got to him in previous years. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering this, but just, I just didn't get the sense that that was, that we were going to like, I thought we were getting a player that was more high ceiling, high variance in Bohannon. But what ended up happening was it was like very controlled, very structured. And I think the Baylor system was defined that way. And I mean, was executed amazingly, obviously. And they asked him to, to kind of manage games in a lot of ways. Uh, and it, it, it worked for them, right? They, they won a ton of games. They took down conference championship. Um, it's, I think it, there's so many different ways it could play out at South Florida. Probably most of them probably aren't incredible. Um, so I mean, they're South Florida still has a program under Jeff, Jeff Scott. It seems like they're still building up a lot of their units. Um, it doesn't, I haven't really seen anything when I've flipped on to them that from a scheme perspective amazes me. Uh, it seemed like last year it was like, all right, let Timmy do something cool, uh, run around a little bit, get down inside the five and hand it out to hand it off to Mangum and let him run for a touchdown. Uh, Okay. Speaking of like, do you think McLean transfers or you think he just waits it out? How many, I want to ask how many years Bohannon has, but I just assume at this point, everyone has infinite eligibility. (laughs) Um, I assume he has more than one year. He's got um, uh, I mean, we're, two years. He's probably got two years because he yeah, had. Probably. I mean, we're past the the deadline for entering the portal and getting eligibility. I think. I don't think McLean leaves. I don't yeah. think Bohannon's good enough to just auto leave. Like, if you can't beat out Gary Bohannon, then like. Why do you think Bohannon's like? I've seen that sentiment on Twitter, but why do we, why do we? Think that he'll have, like it's, he'll have two years. I just pulled it up. Why do we think that I don't? It's just this this guy that I just don't think. think he's that good. I just don't think I've watched him play. Not impressed. Yeah. I just I mean, Baylor's a fairly good offense. I think Sharpen outproduced him and beat him out as like what a redshirt freshman. Shapen had one. Shapen. Am um, I am I wrong that he had? That one transcendent half against Oklahoma State, where he was basically just complete. He completed twenty short passes in a row, and then tried his best to give the game away. Except Spencer tried even harder and couldn't win it, and they got stopped four times at the one yard line, and mm. missed out on the CFP playoff because of that. I mean that mm. that feels fairly accurate, <laughs> but I mean you look at Bohannon's best games. They were against Kansas and like Texas Southern. Like really, like. Like yeah. I know people talk about like the five game stretch, like, but like two of those were against Kansas and Texas Southern, and one of them was against 
West Virginia. He had a good West great Virginia, game. where his fantasy points was still like only twenty three or four twenty four points. Like you look at his numbers and you're like, oh, that's a great game. And then you like count it up and you're like, but our do I mean, oh. we, is our opinion of him as a as a quarterback in real life relative to the competition in South Florida being informed by his fantasy production more than anything else? I mean, mm. Big 12's not that great, right? Like, I get that AAC has a ton of offense, but I, I, I don't, just think like, that watching him play, I don't see a good quarterback. And yeah. I don't think we're not going from like, like I, I don't even know what conference would be considered like a great defensive conference at this Dude, point. The, I love the Big 12. <laughs> I just don't think they're that great of a conference, right? So, like, if you're struggling to cut it and you get beat out and i know you got hurt and that played a part of it right but like i don't know like what's I don't think it's, he, he I had don't better think it's offense at baylor right like thornton abram smith yeah. you know you had those guys out there, games, I guess. Like, but you also look on the defensive side too like what you're going up against i i think he wins the competition no problem if it is a competition yeah. this year but i also think mclean sticks around I think he wins it too. I think yeah. McLean sticks around too. Yeah, I think McLean can wait. He has time to wait it out. Yeah, it, I mean, so was yeah. he a true freshman last year? It felt like they Scott threw him into the fire, and we saw lots of fun and interesting things. But like that dude probably wasn't ready to go out and like and strategize and be a, and execute yeah. on a 70, 80 play game plan. Can yeah. I ask? Can I ask if we did not like how Blake Shapin played last year? If we thought he was average, mm-hmm. why did Bohannon transfer? Yeah, I'm sure you you read all this and all the, this thing, all this stuff about all the nerds gushing over Aranda naming mm-hmm. the starting quarterback right before the deadline, so that Bohannon could transfer. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, so, so he did not beat out a a sophomore. Is that what we're hearing? Is he did not beat out a sophomore quarterback that performed pretty average at best last year? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I get it, but like, yeah, if he can't beat out, it's one of those things, right? Like, it's the yeah, whole I, NIE running back situation with Radakovich, right? Like, yo, if you're not beating out dudes like that, like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. And that's, I mean, it's a very fair point. Yeah. But I just, I don't think, I, I haven't seen anything to, have me believe that Chapin's transcendent, right? But I also don't think that we should just hate on Bohannon based on the fact that he lost the competition. I think it's more nuanced than that. Yeah. I would say that kind, of, that kind of makes Chris's point, though. If you don't think he's transcendent, you couldn't beat him out. So, yeah. I will say, I both ways, though. What was really interesting was we did a draft, a best ball draft, right after the news. Everybody knew the news. <laughs> we did a 12 team draft where every single team picked five quarterbacks at least. Yeah. I picked six, and I know a bunch of guys picked six quarterbacks. I picked six as well. Gary Bohan was not picked. Nate Marquise made a point. Hey, I have him in my top, top 60, which is fair, right? Like, technically, if he liked his five or six that he picked based on his strategy, it is conceivable that you could have him top 60. And still not take him. But the consensus is he is not a top 60 quarterback. 
It's yeah. also skewed too, right? Because like over time, people if they if Texas Tech announces a quarterback, then all of a sudden you have one, maybe two quarterbacks that won't be picked from that group. There's also there's right? also teams like, that have two quarterbacks picked because they don't know who right. it's going to be. So they that's take what both. I'm saying with Texas Tech is a great example. Yeah, but if you're not. I mean, right after the hot button news, right? Like, if you're not being picked, like, come on. Yeah, I get it. All right, I think we'll just close the transfer portal for now. You want, you want to do Ganell next week? Oh, I let's do Ganell. Let's do Ganell. Yeah, that's. I think Andrew's really excited about. It. I completely forgot about him, but yes, I want. Well, I was so on the fence. I, I felt like we had time and. You know, you know, I have strong feelings about Canal, but I, I, I thought we had time. I felt like we had time, and and I'm on the fence because I, I feel like my opinion on it is probably a little different, and I would like to see people make mistakes in our in some of our upcoming drafts before I inform them how I think it's going to go. But what, what's your opinion? I think my- I know what your opinion is. But I'll let Zach go first. I'll let your, <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you honestly, off. Honestly, I don't have much of an opinion because I. I had a lot going on. I haven't really even read up on it, but I did see it, and I knew Andrew was really excited about it. But I'm here in Memphis, so I think it kind of solves a lot of questions there in Memphis. So, how, where do I want? Where do I want to start? Like, I've just, been I've been such a good Ganell truther on our on our pod, like mm-hmm. bringing up the that I, I I saw more of it today. People talking about his magical high school career in Texas, and like. How he like the dude gets mentioned in the same breath as as like Kyler in Texas high school football, and then goes to Arizona, starts eight games or whatever over the course of two years. I remember w- watching his last game at Arizona, and I was so excited to like jam him into a late snake late late slate. And second second play of the game, he take like the line doesn't even block for him. He gets clobbered, gets knocked out, and then Will Plummer starts the last five games, and like that was the end of that slate or whatever. The end of his Arizona career as well, and then obviously went to Memphis last year. Uh, the the rumor, right? I think is that he tore his Achilles, right? Isn't that what it? Is? Or he, he did something terrible, and that's like that's why he ended up not getting close to the field at all last year um, in any capacity, but. Transferring to North Texas now, um, I was reading about North Texas this past week, and I don't, old old graybeard Aoun. I, I don't even I don't know if that's how you actually say, it. dude. Aoun, he's on my wall back here. Um, in yeah. a Yankees jersey. I'll bring the card over ne- uh, next time. But auto auto. <laughs> graph of Austin Aoun when he was in the Yankees farm no, system. We, we need to see it now. Let's go and get it. No, I can't. I can't. I'll bring, <laughs> I'll bring it next time. Okay. Um, but he the, he has said that this is his last year playing college football as a 28-year-old dad. Uh, but <laughs> he, he he definitely has more years. Like he, he could definitely run it back if he wanted to. But Close, strong down the stretch, right? They won like five games in a row, knocked off UT, UTSA, um, even though it was heavily dependent on them running the ball effectively. I don't think you just run the ball effectively without getting improved quarterback play and just in, game, uh, in some capacity. Won their bowl game. And they even after that, they brought in Trent, that dude, J.D. Head from Louisiana Tech. Reuter was still there over the summer or over in the spring practice. And by all accounts, Aoun just 
like kick those guys to the curb. And it wasn't, there was no competition in spring ball, but my thought process with Gunnell is, and I'm wondering if this is what we'll see with some more of the transfers that have yet to be decided with maybe our boy Sears is I, my initial inclination with Gunnell transferring to North Texas is that Latrell has promised him, Hey, Aoun's gone after this year. He said as much like, this is your job next year. And I'm sure again, I don't know how many years Gunnell has, right. I think he's probably got at least two, but like where, where else could he go variable based on the options that like to, that are available right now that are better than the job is yours next year. At this point in time, it's either FCS or maybe one or two jobs, one or two places. Like we keep talking about Louisiana Tech, they've got to have something up their sleeve, um, right? Because they get like they, they just lost another dude like in the last month. I feel like, um, but they've got they've outside of them at the at the D one level at the FBS level. There's like you're you got if you're Gunnell, you're looking around like what what are you finding that is better than uh, Latrell coming to you and saying the job is yours next year. I don't think he he goes into a camp battle against Aoun, who's been in the system now for, I think, three years. Uh, yeah, because he split with Jason Bean. And then last year, they uh, Luttrell was like, yeah, I think Ruder's better than you. Ruder was awful. And then Luttrell, um, what's his name, Aoun came back and saved the day over the last half of the season. And he's mm-hmm. continuing to improve. I think Aoun... He has the job this year, and uh, it's Gunnell's job next year. So, so here's the interesting thing. I just pulled it up. Okay. Um, it says uh, formal, former Memphis quarterback Grant Gunnell um, has a new home committed in North Texas. ESPN was first to report Gunnell's decision. The junior, who has three years of eligibility, transferred after the Memphis spring practice. He's and he's. This is. His, <laughs> I think he's already been in four for four. It says. Tell you, it says the commercial appeal says the junior who has three years of eligibility transferred after Memphis's spring practice. Makes sense. I mean, if he's a junior and one of them is twenty twenty, yeah. Academically, he's a junior. He had probably had a medical register last year, so yeah. that's where I that's would about that if I had to. That I I think you give Ayun too much credit because I think Gunnell could beat him out if he's doing yeah. it now. He's got a, he's got more time. And what's Ayun done? And I have him in a league where it's like, I just have him because it's North Texas. I think yeah. it's a that's an amazing move. Like if you could get Gunnell right now, I think you'd do it, right? Like because but in that's an offense that's a great offense to have. They get guys to produce out of nowhere in terms of receivers. So I'm not worried about like a four star or a big three star going there. Like I think that's a great offense. And they don't have any issue producing running backs and receivers. It's not like they're one or the other because they just hammer one receiver. So, I don't know. Gunnell feels like a great fit, a great like so, add to the team. So, so would you take him in a best ball draft now? I would 100% take him in a draft, like a draft right now. I think he goes in our draft that's coming up to, starting tomorrow as well. And I think it's going to – I think it's – going to be that it's not going to happen i think that that's going to be a wasted pick i have taken grant wells in multiple drafts <laughs> so i'm not afraid to take gunnell 
No, I, I in Dynasty, I think it's amazing. Like if you I don't get him late. Yeah, Dynasty agreed for sure. It's a no brainer for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I mean, you could see his stats right here on the screen, but like his best game, ironically, was the best team against the best team they played. Maybe oh, outside of I guess Liberty, but like the best defense they played at Mizzou, he put up four touchdowns. That that was the only game he put up more than two. I mean. That's those are bad numbers, right? Like, yeah, can you not see him? I'm sorry. I mean, no, you're good. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know why we're pretty early on, right? Like, this is early on enough. Like, how similar is Memphis's offense to North? I forgot Texas? they lost that ball game. I, I, I thought they won it. That's because they played on grass and not turf like all their other games. Yeah, but sir, look at those five wins in a row. Yeah, three total touchdowns, guys. <laughs> right. He completed like an average of like forty-eight percent of his. He passes. beat out Jason Bean, who got beat out by Jalen Daniels. Hey, don't be talking about Daniels. It's my dog there, but that's not who we're talking about today. So I honestly, I think Ganell has a really good shot at beating him, beating him out for the job. I don't um, like nine touchdowns, nine picks. Like that's not like a high bar to clear. So. I think Gunnell, that's his job to to lose, in my opinion. We'll see. All right. Any other transfers you guys want to? Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Oh, we have a, actually a comment on our um, YouTube. I'll put it on the screen. I think the real battle is Head and Gunnell. I don't think Ayun and Ruder are good. Well, we can agree. Ruder is not good. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels like the same, right? Like, head is just like a unit without experience, right? Like, I don't know. Does Stephen have insider connections in North Texas? Everything I'm reading, I read from the spring is that Aun just was head and shoulders above all the other quarterbacks on campus during spring practice, and it seemed like they were really happy with how he closed down the stretch. Uh, even though the stats didn't necessarily bear it out. They they won games and they throttled teams like they beat the the shit out of UTSA. Oh, great! Now I got to make this one explicit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm looking at JD Head in his couple games he played, and I'm like, I have it. I actually have him in on team because I'm a degenerate. Yeah. And he had a couple games that were pretty solid. I mean, he has he had five touchdowns, seven touchdowns in two games. I don't know. I think we all love JD Head staying at Louisiana Tech, and then he left, and we're like, "What the heck?" Yeah, he's also young, so like you have the idea that like a coach could be like, "Well, it's, he's just as good as Gunnell, and he's younger." I don't know. I don't. I think it's potentially a three-way battle, uh, battle, but who knows? Like, you never know with these small schools and random transfers. Like, there's just too many things in play. Do you um do you follow Aldo on Twitter? Aldo, I can't remember his last name, but like the guy is obsessed with North Texas football. So I'll talk with him sometimes as well. No. Uh, I, I I haven't gotten his thoughts on Gunnell yet, but I'm curious. I'll see if we can source his opinion to kind of inform our speculation for a subsequent show. Excellent, Aldo Via. I think that's his name. All right, any more transfers I missed? All right, let's jump into our um, weekly win totals that we, we've started last week. We did Auburn, San Jose State, and Georgia. 
last week. We can recap. We did. I think we picked Georgia. Georgia for eleven wins, at least. But we. I think we decided on eleven just to be. 11. Yeah. Um, Auburn. We settled. I think it was four or five. I think it was five. But I think we, Chris, I think we leave well, five. The, the, the great thing is we have a recording that can inform. <laughs> Yes. at some point yeah yes. who listens to the show i don't know about you yeah. but i don't but i, well, I think we I, go with I, five. but anyway um and then san jose state we picked i think they were to go seven and five i think is what we ended up with yep. yep all right so andrew had a team he wanted to lead this off with so this is all news to us we don't none of us know but him. But the, the way i want to do this i'll throw the out the team out there i want you guys to talk to it and then i will I will come in with okay. my, my perspective subsequently. Um, okay. So I want the team number one to be Arizona State. It's <laughs> oh, a good one. Ooh, man. Let's talk about it like a max mass exodus. Slash... Who's on that team still? Yeah, Emory. Like brand new teams, brand new players. Pull it up, yeah. Zach. Let's see what we got. Emory, oh, cool. jo- Joe's boy. Okay. Xavier Valaday just went undrafted. Uh, undrafted in our best ball. He was going so high for a while, right? I think because of myself. Yes. Yeah. What, what am I pulling up? That feels crazy. Uh, Arizona State, future schedule, please. Everything oh. seems to indicate that Nada's going to be like the first running back on the field. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. I know. The Valdez are boy. Why would he go there? Because college kids are stupid. I'm sorry. I, I he probably, dude, he probably got a, he probably got some car dealership NIL. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm almost there. All right, so Arizona State's schedule is right here. They open up with Northern Arizona. I think we give them a win for that. Northern Arizona just got just approved uh, like a fifty million dollar indoor football uh, thing. Okay, so loss. That's <laughs> what we're saying. Oh my gosh! What I think I think we have to give them a win there. Yeah, yeah. Go win, lost to Oklahoma lost. State, win the Eastern Michigan, lost, 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 loss. Oh, at home. They're at home. I think Emory Magic. Emory Magic. Washington's yeah, pretty garbage. I'm wearing the Washington shirt. I'm gonna say win. I mean, I think they're gonna lose to Washington. But let's see how this plays out. Stanford. Stanford. I say they'll win that one. Off a bye week. Yeah, they'll win that one. Against first first round hopeful Tanner McKee. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to win it. (laughs) Colorado. I'll give them a win. This is the hard thing is that Emory Jones could be like really good, like really college good. Yeah. Or he could be like just dreadful. Like, didn't they lose like eight receivers in the portal? They, yeah, they don't they have like five. I think I saw they have like five receivers in their scholarship receivers, and one of them was a walk-on last year. And like they all transferred it like within a week or two of each other. Or they all went into the portal like one after another. Boom, 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 boom. So with Colorado, we have them at four wins. So okay, hold on. Start one, two. Do you say no to Washington? I agree with that. I'll be fine with that if we say yes to Stanford and Colorado. Okay, that's fine. Boom, boom. So there's four. Okay, so lost to UCLA. Yep. At Wazoo. 
I mean, I'm fine with saying loss there for sure. Even with, even with Cameron Ward not playing well. Yeah. Even if he stinks. On I mean, the road, it's probably going to be at like. It's going to be like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I think they lose at Oregon State. And I think they. At home against Oregon State. I said, I think they lose. Oh, okay. To Oregon State. And I think they lose to Arizona. You think they lose to the Territorial Cup? Yep. You have you have bought too much of that media snake oil that that is being fed via Jetfish being nice to the reporters. I would say five wins. By the way, I would say they win one out of the final two. two. Five. I would feel really good about saying five. Three, like four. I think it's possible they could beat Washington. I think it's possible they could beat Washington State. I think it's like I think Oregon State's a 50-50. I think Arizona's always a 50-50. But like based on how we went, I'm I'm feeling good about five. I can so live. I'm very curious about yours right here. So about a month ago, I I started thinking about. Well, I I, I have like um I use that, that Google Keep app to like just track my thoughts in the off season on like bets I want to make and stuff like that. And a lot of them are just like conference championships. And but every now and then, if I start to get a feel on a team, I'll like. I'll take down like okay if the win total opens at like this maybe I'll hit it or something and I I was like you couldn't it was impossible to ignore Arizona State and the progression of the program as player after player keeps transferring they lose both coordinators they're about to get hammered with NCAA scandal um, and the roster just seems like it's taking a total beating. And uh, everything, this confluence of events is coming together. And I, I'm thinking, like, maybe we'll get a good number. And as more and more events become, like, okay, I really want to hit the under on their wins at open. And, like, I don't think they're winning more than, like, five, maybe six games. So I'll pr- I'm like, okay, I'll hit it if it's at, like, five and a half. I'll hit the under for a, what a is the And if it's at, like, six and a half or six, um, then I'll definitely hit the under for like a lot. So I start, I'm starting to like scan books a little bit. And Moxley tweeted out that fit, that FanDuel started posting regular season once I was checking that book all the time. Uh, but they posted in like a weird way to get to it. So I missed it at open. Dude, they opened the over under at seven and a half. Ooh. And by the time I got to it, it was at like minus 155 uh, <laughs> instead of like minus 110. So, but I, I still, I put, I put like 30% of my bankroll on it. And I, I can't, I was like, it was up at seven and a half at minus 155 for like four days. Um, hmm. and, and I, I kept looking at it. I'm like, should I put more? Like, I, like I keep going, but like thinking like I, I need to put more down. Like I want, I feel so good about this, but at the same time, it's like, I know I want to play a lot of DFS this season. I know I want to do other things with that, my bankroll. And like, I, I keep my, my bankroll like very separate and, and segmented from, all the this other is why you have degenerate have. friends to like help <laughs> bankroll you man right right I'm right totally, like feed me for that i'm totally in for the under <laughs> well it moved now to six and a half at minus 120 um yeah, it feels weird so we're yeah, still I, all I, under. I still think it i still think it hits but like that's not that's a just like bad. That's i just not put a, a gun bad. to my head like yeah i think they go under but like yeah it, that's, might, not, that's, not, put, that's not put a mortgage on it bet you know right like, right. like just don't tell Margaret and pray to God type thing. So we're saying five officially. I think five is a, a 
I think five feels conservatively strong. Right after I put down my bet, like within 24 hours, Emery announces he's transferring there. That <laughs> random Vandy receiver that people are pretending isn't terrible announces he's transferring there. Cam Here's Johnson or like, who is that? Cam Johnson. Mm. I mean, but, he was good because like, I'm not getting into that. I'm sorry. I think Emery, like at first I was kind of horrified. I was like, fuck, they actually got like a player that could, could add some wins. But I think what Emery does more than anything else is he removes the likelihood of like a nuclear ceiling. He probably also removes the likelihood of like a total bomb out. Like they're not, now they're probably not losing to EMU or Northern Arizona where before I think that was actually like in play if they didn't take a their floor their floor com- comes up a little yeah but I think their ceiling comes down a little bit like I don't know man Emory, what I think it's possible I mean Emory is not impressive to me at all right. like I think Emory to me is like there's definitely the upside there but I think there's just like eight for 27 for buck 15 type stuff even against eastern oh, yeah, michigan dude. Like, you know he, what i'm saying like some horrific think, games yeah i think he's got a high upside very low floor i don't think the upside's that high though like yeah. his running ability is not as great as we want it to be and is for- well he doesn't have the weapons is the problem right like he doesn't have like the guys out wide to like make the big play yeah. And he's not like a like Richardson, Anthony Richardson, right, is like the superstar athlete that can Kyle, break off Kyle like a 90 year to Kyle put out a, a tweet last year after the Alabama game that was like, Florida would have beaten Alabama today if they didn't have an actual Gator throwing the football <laughs> at quarterback. <laughs> and that, that stuck with me. I'm like, his arms actually do look like Gator arms when he's throwing the football. That's great. But yeah. Oh boy! Oh. Do we have a second team picked, or are we we should pick from the? Um... I had if we, I mean, we got enough, we got enough uh, requests from when we solicited via our various social media channels, right? Uh, where I don't think we need to go to an, another. Uh, we don't need to push another team out. Like, so I don't know. I think we got. I don't know if you have in front of you, Zach. We got we got a, a few asks for teams to for us to discuss, right? Yes, um, we got Notre Dame, USC, Florida, A&M, Arkansas, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan. We got we got Penn State requests from Sal oh, on the initial. The, so that's all Discord. I when I put out a tweet, uh, yes. yeah. Let's I think do let's Penn, do Penn State. Yeah, let's save USC let's for go. when Addison doesn't go there. Um, Penn State feels fairly set in stone from, yeah, from a roster like perspective. That. Okay. Let's go. Penn do you want to bring it up? Yeah. Give me one second. Do you want to, do you want to, um, how do you want to handle this? I, I, I didn't really actually pay attention to what you guys did for Arizona State because as soon as you got the five losses, I was like, all right, I, I didn't assess this entirely incorrectly. And I'm going to, I'm already counting my money. I assume it's a win. So we, yeah, we you should spend that. You should five spend that yeah. <laughs> All right. 50 bucks. So here's Penn State. Um, they open at Purdue. Would you mind sharing your oh, screen? Yeah, share your screen. Oh, you can see. Oh, I didn't share the screen. Yeah, My... Have you done this before? Oh, <laughs> yeah, are you not part of a, a tech startup? <laughs> Hyper growth tech right. startup? I, I, I took it down because um, I was just sitting there and 
Uh, let's give it like let's all give it ten seconds to just digest the the uh, okay that, yeah that's to fair. digest the schedule because I don't want to just jump right in. I don't know. This feels tougher. This feels. What did we say about the Auburn game? On the we Auburn. said that Penn State would win. Okay, that's that, what I, that that Purdue game is so annoying to me because I yeah. want Purdue to open with like a real wide open. Like the last few years, they've opened up. I think with like Oregon State in their first game. And we've got like they've just we saw David Bell go for like three yeah. touchdowns and like this catches. It's interesting to me because if you tell me week one Purdue Penn State, mm-hmm. I would put Thursday the odds night. at like yeah Thursday night right like like I would go sixty five percent Penn State thirty five percent Purdue but like if you put that like week nine, I'd probably go eighty five percent. Penn State, fifteen percent. You know, like really? I, I would really, say the opposite. Yeah, really, I think like the early on helps them. I feel like Purdue always like under Brom improves throughout the season. Assuming, like they're in trouble if O'Connell goes down. I think, but hmm. so the, I, I was Fanduel. Fanduel put out game lines as well for a lot of the games, and there is one for that. And I think Penn State is either a one or three point favorite in that game. Which I mean, I don't disagree too much with. I think I would. Like I, I, I'm so biased. I love Purdue. I love Brom. I love O'Connell. I love all those guys. So, I mean, yeah. I want to give them an L. I want to give Penn State an L here, and I think if I'm forced to choose, I, I will say they lose that game. That, that Penn, Penn State, State loses that game. Yeah. yeah, I'm down to go with it. If the next time we get a 50-50, we go the opposite, because yeah, I, yeah, I would probably. Better. I mean, I would probably go with Vegas here and say Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> They're, we're definitely not safe for work anymore. Thank you. Uh, uh, let it be known, Andrew's doing this, not me. Okay. Yeah. I right. probably lean Purdue loses, but I'm I'm cool with saying that that Purdue wins this. I think it's a closer to a fifty-fifty than you think. It's at Purdue on a Thursday night, first yeah, game. Early on. It's gonna be I wild. I, yeah, I think I think. I would probably still lean 55-45 Penn State. So we'll, we'll, we'll just go 50-50 the other way next time. So we'll take when, when or I'm sorry, loss at Purdue. So yep. zero. They yep. beat Ohio, right? Okay. Yep. We have them beating Auburn. One flip you give them the Ohio one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Central Michigan win. So that's three. Yeah. Northwestern win. Yeah. Of course, I they they win the off week. Loss, right? Agreed. I I have in my Google Keep, uh, just, like I. Well, oh I guess we'll talk Michigan when we get there. But is this our other fifty fifty word? I using? think it's so easy to craft no, the argument that Michigan is a, a, a serious regression candidate. This We're year. not picking this as our fifty fifty. No, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm fine giving update your Google here. Keep. We're not going. I mean, okay. I get like Michigan hundred percent could regression, yeah, or re- you know, regress, right? But like, yeah. it ain't it ain't Penn State, fine. It, like it fine. ain't you know, like it ain't Penn State. Yeah. When do what week do we think is the the Singleton breakout week? Is it Auburn? I mean, mm-hmm. it could be. I mean, it could be the Central true Michigan, breakout, right? not the not the Central, flash. I mean, if you're talking with the seventy yard touchdown, the week where he actually. Even I think he on the gets field. the Michigan yeah. game. 
No, I think he gets. I think he has a like a like a twenty five for one hundred five and two touchdowns against Auburn, which is yeah. like kind of cool but not crazy. And then against Central Michigan, he goes like fifteen for one ninety and three. Yeah. touchdowns. you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's when he goes above and beyond. Yeah, I hear you. So that's we awesome. got we got Penn State at three wins. One, two, three wins. Four wins. Four wins after Michigan. So Minnesota. I say win. They're at home. I say they win. Yeah, I'm good with a win. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Ohio State. Loss. Loss. Yep. At Indiana. I like a win. That's six to me. You don't want to give them an L at Auburn? We can give the double L. I'm fine with the double L. You can't go. <laughs> what are you going back for, man? We don't even know who their quarterback is. It's going to be a guy that just transferred in or <laughs> TJ Finley. Oh, boy. We got to stay consistent. I like Calzada. I hope it's him. Uh, (laughs) So they're beating one, two, three, four, five. We say they beat Indiana six. Six. Maryland. Home against Maryland. I like them winning. Win. All right, Andrew. Andrew, what do we think? On the banks? (laughs) You You don't just come into. Into New Brunswick and walk away with a with a win that easily. So, Boston. you can give them a, you can give them a win. Win and then Michigan. That's the, that's the 50-50 that we. we <laughs> <That's possibly. laughs> Michigan funny. State is a fifty. Like to me, that's a fifty-fifty. Yeah. I yeah. think Michigan State could be a a four-win team or a ten-team win. A ten-team win. win. I feel like there's a few players that go consistently, I feel like, in the teens in our best balls that I haven't put in the time to research them. So I don't, I feel like I'm probably, I am actually missing something. But like, I don't understand Peyton Thorne always going in like the late teens. Like, why, why are, what is the selling point on why he's going to contribute in a really positive way to my best ball roster? I think it's just just that the running game's not going to be as good as last year. I think he's kind of like a Clifford where he's like kind of mobile, but he'll throw a decent yeah. bit. Like mm-hmm. they'll throw it, you know, like the volume is there. I, and I, I think he's like a, I mean, I think he, like you draft him thinking, Hey, I could use a white guy that's going to go for 22 points. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I think that's like what you're drafting right there. So how many wins do we, uh, do we want to give Penn State the win here? Because as of right now, I think we have them, what, at eight or nine? So eight. we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. If they beat Michigan State, is nine. It's it's so funny because we give them like this uh, this very linear eight or nine wins. But yeah. I think this I feel like the season for them will just be – it's going to be so incredibly chaotic. Didn't uh, they, with, was it last year they were 0-6? And then they – or was that the year before? They started out like 0 and 6 or 0 and 5 or something like that. Wasn't last year. It was 2020. They won 1 and 5. But just like from a within fantasy perspective, right? Maybe Cliff, like I I understand that Aller hasn't done anything to take that job, um, right? But let's say things don't go so good in weeks one and three. People start screaming for Clifford's head for the five star QB. At running back, right? There's a lot. There's 
a lot that can happen there between Singleton, the other four-star running back, and probably neither of those kids start in favor of Kevon Lee. And then, I, dude, I don't know about you, I would have been so ready to reach for Parker Washington if Tinsley didn't transfer in, shack up in room in, in uh, as uh, Clifford's roomie and get all the positive buzz this spring. So I, I feel like within each of the – fantasy position groups outside of tight end, um, which I don't really have an opinion on. Like there's so much room for chaos, which I mean, doesn't necessarily translate to a chaotic schedule um, or a chaotic way in which the schedule plays out. But I don't know. I don't see, I don't see any sort of decent to good season for Penn state. If Clifford is not the quarterback the whole year. That's like, I just like, I have a hard time benching a guy that's been pretty decent to good his whole career and like his forced a guy like will levis levi's whatever right out like i don't know like if he gets beat out by aller it means that he like broke his femur in week two you know like to me (laughs) like that's how all that happened so i don't know i think we're at eight dash nine and you know we, we go eight i'm cool with eight Cool with eight. Do you want to know what the total is? Probably eight and a nine, half. Nine and a half. I don't think it's that high. I, don't, I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Okay. <laughs> Look, while I pull it up, start uh, giving consideration to what you want team okay. three today to be, assuming. So mm. let's do, uh, let's do up, Arkansas. Let's do okay. Arkansas. SEC school. Got it. I'm on it. And SEC. All right. It is eight and a half. Very, very good of us. With a a slight shade to the under, which I think is the, it is the market being uncomfortable with the chaotic nature of Penn state as well. And shading toward the under. This one's going to be fun. This is like, this This is is more fun than I thought it would be. (laughs) Cincinnati week one. Okay. All right, Cincinnati week one. I am sharing the screen, right? Okay, good. Cincinnati week one. By the way, I appreciate so much that you gravitate toward FBS schedules yes. instead of any of the proprietary college. Yes. Um, Don't go to ESPN. This is it. Like, FBS. FBS schedules is the greatest thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So clean. They've got the helmets. Like, yep. the formatting's perfect. Yep. Yep. All right. Win or loss. Man, that's tough. They re- they have to replace a lot of dudes. I would say they're going to win just because of that. Cincinnati's replacing a lot of key players. I think they're like seven point favorites in that game. Uh, every every opinion seems to be that they're going to take care of business there. I need Rocket to go for like two fifty. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> this I think this is another one of those Purdue Penn State games where it's like if this was. In week nine, I would feel much better maybe about saying Cincinnati, but I'm going to Arkansas. Like, I think that, like, I think Arkansas, they, this yeah, feels I, good I for them. This feels good for them. All right. South Carolina. Man, South Carolina I, could be, like, really good or really bad in, like, I think I'm going to go win. Tricked. I'm going to say they beat South Carolina. At home, SEC West, so they get the extra couple points. <laughs> For the referees, 
I just think there's so much unknown with South Carolina. Like you said, they could be really, really good, or they could just be hype and not as good as we think they are. I think I, I will give South Carolina the win. Oh, oh, that comes on me then. Yeah, I will go South Carolina. I'm gonna bet on Rattler. I'm gonna bet on Rattler. Okay, I'm, an, I'm a pretty anti Rattler guy, generally right. speaking, last 24 months. Okay, so we have a loss. Yep. Missouri State win. Yep. Petrino, and, right? That's Petr- I think that's Petrino school. So it is a uh, Petrino versus his former school. Oh yeah, I, I believe so. Let's find out. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, A uh, and M at AT and T Stadium in Arlington, Cowboy Stadium. Always a fun game. It is Petrino. That's it's a cool. Petrino. That's a cool game. It's been a good game too in the last couple of years. Yeah. This feels like another 50-50. I went our. Uh, I went to South Carolina last time, so I don't have a problem going to Arkansas here. I was going to go A and M. How the tides have turned. But I, I think it's close to I, I, I I'm gonna stick with AM though. Mm, I'll go Arkansas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then there's a win. <laughs> All right, Alabama. L. I don't know, man. No. In Fayetteville. In Vietnam. <laughs> Do people oh. actually call it that? No, they call Fayetteville, um, North Carolina, Fayetteville. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, don't go there. I hope we don't have any subscribers from there. One of fifteen, please don't be from there. Um, yeah, I think that's obviously an L, right? Like, so yeah, yeah. Fayetteville, North Carolina. It's a, uh, it's like I think a military base. We had a college some a college summer team that used to play there and. Man, those kids were ruthless. Mohawks, talking fit, junk. Fit chill, guys. Fit chill. Fit chill is much more cool, I'll tell you that. Pun intended. <laughs> All right, so we're going to say they lose to Alabama at Mississippi State. This is such a ruthless schedule. <laughs> this really is like, ugh. Like, they could go, they could be really good and be like this juggernaut, 9-3, and 10-2 through that schedule, or they could I don't. Win. I don't have a problem with them winning this game. Yeah, yeah I don't. I, like I, agree. Them this one. I agree. So we have them beating Cincinnati, Missouri State, A and M, and A and M, and now Mississippi State. So that's, that's four. four at BYU. That's a tricky one. At ten thirty <laughs> at night. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that's an SEC team traveling outside of. God's time zone. Yeah. Right, right. That's no, why no Pepsi's like that. allowed. <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna go with BYU. I don't have a problem going L. I don't have a problem going L. That's a I've, I've gone close. I feel like Mississippi State's been kind of 50-50. I feel I like going like the BYU. other way would be 50-50. So I'm down with the L. That's a, yeah, BYU could win that game. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, let's do it. So right. L. So they're still at four. Okay. Then they have the bye week at Auburn, week nine. Well, how do question we, is, what did we pick? What did we pick? <laughs> Was that one of Auburn's wins? Shoot, who? What do you guys were supposed to do this? No, no. Uh, I want to say we said Auburn wins this game because they were at home. 
because they were at home, and I think Andrew just came in hot saying they would win it, and we just kind of like went with it because he was. But so did we know Arkansas was coming off of a bye week? Mm. No, we definitely didn't know that. But that's fine. Let's just say loss. Okay, loss. Homecoming against Liberty. Win. That's a win. Golden Boot. I think they win at home. Golden Boot. Yep. Give it to me. Oh, yes. I think they can win that one too. Yeah, okay. I'll give them a win there. That's seven. At Missouri, I'm down with another one. That's eight. eight. Is that Friday after Thanksgiving still? Yeah. Yep. What a great tradition. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah. So 2.30 four. on CBS. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep. Eight yeah. wins for Arkansas. What's the official? What's the official number? Andrew. It's going to be again. It's so be right on it. I believe that it's seven and opened a half. At, are you guessing? That's my guess. Seven and a half. I believe it opened at six and a half. So, all right. So, FanDuel released all the P5 like when through this the progression that I mentioned previously with Arizona State. But which side is it? I think WinBet is putting out or was putting out incrementally divisions once a week over like the past four weeks. So when SEC East and West were put out, nothing else was put out before then. So it was a huge deal. There was a lot of conversation about it. And that was the only market at the time. And when SEC West opened, the bet, I believe, I, I recall it was correctly, the bet that got hit harder than any other was the over on Arkansas of six and a half when it opened. Um on win bet. So let's check FanDuel though and see what, what it is there. I don't know what it's sitting at now, but it did open at six so it, and a half. I'm reading it. Did you say it did? It opened at six and a half. Yeah. So it's at seven and a half on FanDuel with heavy under juice. And mm-hmm. oh heavy under. It was heavy over. It opened with heavy over. Yeah. How, how did you find that? How did I find it? Yeah. I Google searched it. <laughs> you're so dude, you're so slick at that. Um but yeah, so it's minus one seventy at seven and a half. Uh, under is minus one seventy at seven and a half for them. That makes sense. It had right. heavy juice over at six and a half, and then right. heavy juice under at seven right. and a half because right, everybody right. was home. I mean, right? Like, I think based on the conversation, we landed on eight. I think we could see six happen for sure. Oh yeah, I think we'd also the- see maybe nine happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. like super high feels- variance. Yeah, like there's just Actually, a lot going on. I think eight. I think we like eight, right? I don't know. I we went eight. Over. I, this is not one I would, you know, bet the mortgage on Auburn, San Jose State, but Arkansas, you know, throw a couple pennies on it. I mean, Cincinnati, South Carolina, AM, Alabama, Mississippi State, BYU, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi. That's nine games that. I like would not feel ultra confident betting on them to win. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They could be five and seven or nine and three. Is that like basically how? Yeah. That, yeah. I think I, that's how I feel. Yeah. I think Arkansas may be the toughest one we've done yet. Definitely. I think the BYU. This is a cool schedule, though. Cool schedule, though. Kind of hinges on BYU. Like if they go out to Provo and beat BYU, I think. Also, I, I feel. I feel that LSU and Ole Miss could go any direction by that point in the season. Like we could be, they could be walking into those two games and be like, okay, they could be 15 point favorites in either of those, or they could be 10 point dogs in either of those, depending yeah. on how things break. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it, right? Like, offensively for Arkansas, I feel good about their running game, right? Like, I feel like they have yeah. some guys that are good. But, mm-hmm. like, is K.J. Jefferson just, like, a guy? Or, I mean, he, he's got the potential to be, like, a very good quarterback, right? Like, in terms of college, at least. And then, like, is Hazelwood that good? It's like, so weird watching. Have you watched? You've watched Jefferson, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like watching Kyle Anderson play basketball. It's like it's like super slow mo, but in the moment it it works, and it his slowness is not stopping him from being able to run or throw or not move around in the pocket. Like yeah, yeah. And then fun, then so it's interesting. The schedule is like very much obviously it's Arkansas, so like we're concerned about Jefferson. Like is Hazelwood a superstar? Run game feels good. Then we look at LSU. You know they have like three quarterbacks that could be decent. Yeah. You know, you look at South Carolina's offense, like, are they going to be for like, are they're going to be obviously pretty good. And they felt like they were trending up, but like, are they going to like take the next step up to like where it like can overtake other areas? Like there's a lot of every, you know, Cincinnati week one with a brand new team, but it's the same coaching staff. Like, you know, like there just feels like a lot of, this one is tough. There just feels like a lot of variables in play compared to the ones that we've done previously. So sure. What do we need to settle on a number? So I think we said eight. We, we said eight. 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 We said eight. Yeah. Okay. Eight and four. I don't think Andrew's fully convinced. No, but I mean, I think that we go. We went about the right way of kind of going through the games instead of just trying to pull a number out, right? So I mean, that's what how we what we arrived at. So it's fine. Okay. Eight. And yeah. we also have a spreadsheet of all of these tracked of what we've picked. So. It's interesting. There's two ways to go about this, right? Like you just straight, like what we've kind of done is like you pick win loss, right? Boom, boom, boom. Or you say like win wise, like, okay, well, they play Cincinnati. I feel good about them winning 60% chance. We'll give them 0.6 wins. Yeah. Then we play Ohio. Well, we say point nine. you know, like, there's two ways to go about it. Yeah. What, what are we going to do it? We're doing it the first way. This this one feels like it, it's really feels toss up ish almost on every. Right, right, right. We're not, in like reality, it. they're not full wins. Yeah. Giving them. Yeah. Well, all right. We're going to end it there. Um, we, wow, over an hour. Did good tonight. Um, that's it for tonight. Uh, we'll submit your. Um, teams for next week that we can talk about we will want to do at least three three is what we're going to limit it at we think we decided that right yeah okay but that's all i've got until next time guys see you later yeah see you guys later.